Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back, everyone. As we continue the countdown to the Loudest Hell Festival in Drumheller, Alberta, from August 3rd to 6th, Brainstem is a tech death band from Edmonton, Alberta, who will be playing Loudest Hell alongside bands they've previously shared the stage with, such as the Convalescence and Eye of Horus. Later this year, they will be playing the CEMR Metal Fest with more previous Loudest Hell guests. Releasing their second of two EPs in 2020, Brainstem is currently working on new music. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jess LaDuke, the band's vocalist, and Alex McIntosh, the band's drummer. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks thank for having you. us, man. No worries at all. It's uh, it's good to finally catch up with you guys. And this year will be your first time playing Loud as Hell, correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. As of, uh, for Brainstem, yeah, it will be our first year. There was talk about it a few years back, like as a last minute add-on, but we weren't able to make it work. Um, and then aside of that, I don't know, like, has Brad played Loud as Hell maybe with any of his old band or anything like that? I can't say. I don't think so. Yeah, I know I, I've went there once playing with uh, when I used to be vocalist in Display of Decay, but that would be my only time that I went to the uh, Loud as Hell Festival in the past. We definitely wanted to play and are excited to be part of it this year. That's oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm stoked to see you guys on the bill. And you said that you played with uh, Display of Decay previously at Loud as Hell. So what was your experience like then? Uh, it was pretty fun, to be honest. Like, I mean, you know, just in general, like as a band going to, to see a festival, seeing a bunch of other bands as well. Uh, you can't really go wrong where it's pretty much a fun three days of, you know, party or not necessarily party because we didn't go crazy. Um, but just in general, like, yeah, like, again, you know, you're, you're enjoying the festival ground and everything. Uh, we didn't get too lucky the one year we were played where we had the first day was extremely sunny where it was borderline like getting heat stroke. And then the next two days were downpour, uh, where it was raining like crazy. Our tent was in a slant, so it just so happened that we were kind of in a borderline a ditch. And then uh, there was like maybe a foot of water that was climbing up to our tent that we had to move <laughs> very uh, sporadically. But uh, overall, it went pretty well. It was pretty fun. It was a good time. And what are you both looking forward to the most this year? Good question. I think just in general, like, having fun playing yeah. like you know they're just being able to be on the festival um with brainstem it's not that we've done much like it, you know if you look at it like at a track record there uh we've only been playing for like a obviously like a few years but like we haven't done too too many shows or like even bigger shows like festivals or anything like that uh so i think it would be mostly just again and like yeah being you know part of a bigger festival uh rather than just playing local shows uh, i don't know about you alex if there's anything yeah i'm looking else. forward to the uh the band, you know, like the um, the weekend party, all of us together. We've done a few small, you know, overnight shows here and there for a night or two, and it's, it's usually pretty here. fun. Usually everyone gets pretty hungover, and someone in the band becomes a voice of reason and says, hey, 6 in the morning, we got a long drive tomorrow. We should probably get to bed, but this time we're not driving anywhere, so it's going to be great. I'm usually the one passing out. Yeah, so I basically so. want to go party, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you guys planning on staying the entire weekend? Pretty much, yeah. And it's not too far of a trip for you guys because you're just in Edmonton there. Yeah, we'll have my motor home too, so we'll be self-sufficient, like a good home base. You guys are also playing the CEMR Metal Fest this year. Is that your first appearance with that Metal Fest as well? Yeah, we were on the bill, and then I think COVID took it out. Yeah, so I think it was, a, not this year, it was last year where it was scheduled for March initially. Um, and then with all the restriction of COVID and everything, um, I think eventually the, the the festival ended up being canceled up to now, but yeah, no, for Brainstem that would be the first uh, first appearance on that uh, on the festival. I think the festival is only a few years old, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. Gentlemen, this is brutal. Yeah, <laughs> actually, really, I'm not gonna lie. I agree with oh, you. 
I uh, thought the internet ran through cables in the ground. What's the story? All right, Jen. So the last time we were chatting, we were talking about CEMR, and you guys are going to be playing that fast as well. Have you played with a lot of the bands on the build before? Um, for CMR, I'm trying to remember what all the bands. I mean, obviously, I've played with Display of Decay, which is on that bill as well. So, uh, but I've played from within the band. Um, I guess Alex is pulling up the poster. Yeah, I was say, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've played with too many of those bands, to be honest. Again, we've only had like a full, like a like maybe like you know a handful of shows uh, since we started as a band. Like I can probably say like between ten to fifteen shows. It's not like we've been super super active in the scene, um, but we we also don't like to just like you know play every second weekend kind of thing. Where we we try to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more. Um, select not not selective i guess it, it just be more I, I we we find that like you know when you start getting ready for a show you kind of get distracted from writing the new material instead and then that takes some time uh and then sure enough it's been like a year and you're like oh we haven't worked on the new material at all this year because we've been playing too many shows so yeah when you're writing music and jamming a year sounds like a long time but when you're jamming you know once a week twice a week if things are really good it goes by quick but no i I don't think we've played with a lot of these bands at all. Uh, some of these bands we've played with other projects of ours, but... Going with Malice? Yeah, but as far as with Brainstem, it's been a pretty... Um, I wouldn't say slow, but we don't do that many shows. Which, now that the pandemic has ended and we're kind of working on wrapping up some writing, we definitely want to get into it, which is why this festival season... We're pretty excited to be on it and kickstart the hey we're brainstem you may not know us but we've been around a while and now we want to start playing and having some good times with it because yeah. well, we tried last year to join a few festival and then nothing ever lined up like because there was a cmr that got canceled and there was another festival uh that we were invited to in town uh which the dates ended up changing and then one of our uh other one of our member logan the guitarist uh is in school at the moment so then that kind of conflicted with his schedule uh so then we had to turn this down so then after two gigs where things weren't really lining up uh i think we kind of just really decided we're like you know what let's really focus on right, finishing writing our new material for now uh and let's not not try to go too crazy with shows that's why i think last year we only did our halloween show the hack and slash i believe yeah it's quite possible yeah, yeah. i think that was the yeah. only gig we did last year and then you guys are ramping things up obviously by playing two separate festivals and then you're also doing the hack and slash show again so can for listeners who's never heard of it can you guys describe basically what it is the hack and slash is basically just a big metal halloween party where costumes are encouraged and prizes are given out and we really want to uh make it a thing where every year people are like oh hack and slash let's see how many um costumes we can get out and let's be honest you get a bunch of people of any walker life of any music style in a room dressed up with liquor, it's going to be fun. Very true. And I mean, it ended up adding pretty well last year too. Like, and even during like, you know, like the weekend of Halloween, where obviously like many bars and, and whatnot, we're doing shows. We're kind of worried about it because we're like, okay, like there's different metal show in town. Is that going to hit, like, you know, we might have less people wanting to come to our show because there's maybe going, they, they might be going to another show. Uh, and overall, like even with like all the other metal show in town, it ended up being a pretty good pretty good night and calvin was pretty happy at rendezvous as well 
Uh, that's why I think like as soon as we finished that show, we talked to Calvin about potentially doing it next year. And he was like right away. like Yeah, we booked light. it the next day. Yeah. So yeah, same <laughs> venue as the CMR Metal Fest. So Rendezvous always been pretty fantastic in the metal scene. Obviously, if there's any band that uh, hears us talking about this that are maybe interested uh, or anything, like we haven't, you know, like we, we know the date, but we haven't really looked into what type of band or like not what type of band, but what band in general could be joining the bill. Uh, so if there's any band that hears this, uh, obviously feel free to contact us if you may be interested. Uh, we'd gladly like to take some uh, some people's input as to like, you know, if they want to join the bill or like anything else. So we're just trying to make it like a fun event and trying to make it better every year realistically. How many bands are you looking to join you guys this time around? And is the easiest way to get in contact with you through your email? Um, I would say so, yeah. Gmail account or um, like directly on uh, Messenger. Although Messenger can be a little spotty sometimes uh, when it comes to band accounts and how they deliver the message. Uh, but overall, like that or the Gmail account or contacting us directly if some of those people out there know us personally, have us on Facebook. Um, that kind of social media is usually the simplest. Yeah. I mean, I I try my best to keep track of all the social media, although none of us in the band are really, um, diehard fan of social media per se. So like there's times where we lack uh, a little bit sometime in response and things like that, but we don't post a lot basically. Yeah, no, (laughs) (laughs) perhaps not enough. We would not survive a online business. But uh, yeah, for the show, I think we're, we're probably looking at like, like last year, we, we were three bands, including us on the bill. So we're probably looking at about three, four bands, probably. Yeah. And depending on the feedback we get, it's it's very open. I mean, it's half a year away, maybe. I can't do well, a few math, months, but yeah. yeah, we got time to sort it out. And is there a style of metal that you're looking for or does it really matter? It doesn't matter. No, to be honest, at, at the end of the day, like as long as we have a good night and fun time, that's pretty much what matters to us. Last year, we played with uh, Enosis, which is definitely more of a melodic death metal band. Uh, and then what was the... Uh, Waking we, Mayhem. Yeah, with uh, Waking Mayhem as well, which I, I don't even know how it would really classify them. But we were all different, but yet yeah. all different, all the same, all metal. Everyone right. having a good time. As long as it's all metal and you guys are having a good time, it doesn't really matter at all. Yeah, no, exactly. all the genres these days, I'm like, hey, it's metal or it's not. And we've never been, we've never been really like elitist when it comes to what type of metal. I mean, obviously, like each one of us likes different things, but in the end of it, we're not going to be like, oh, we want bands to be only tech death metal because we're kind of blending a little bit more as tech death metal band. Because uh, realistically, we're not really a tech death metal band. When you like start analyzing everything that's in our song, there's a little bit of everything. Like, yes, there's some riffs that are a little bit more techy, uh, as well. There's some riffs that are a little bit more groovy. So we're, we're we're kind of all over the place, and I think that kind of shows a little bit in our personality where we're just like yeah it doesn't matter like you know whatever happens happens type of thing that rip sounds good period that's fair enough and that's the best way to approach it um i'm glad you guys touched on that actually because when i was reading some information about you uh, you've been classified as death metal technical death metal and experimental tech death and i was kind of lumping or like trying to lump you in with like the more death metal side of things so what what is the best classification for your music if somebody is not familiar with you guys i think at this point like we're getting closer to like with the new material i would say that we're still just more of a death metal technical death metal uh it was mostly at the beginning like where we were trying to like you know get a write-up like written and just get an epk and we had to like get some information to some of our pr companies that we've worked with uh and they were kind of asking us all those questions and even uh, like for us we're like 
we don't really know what we are, to be honest. Like we're, you know, we're kind of just experimenting. And that's kind of how the band has been working since day one, where we all come from different backgrounds. Uh, we like different music. Uh, so we're just kind of like bringing riff to the table and kind of going along with it and be like, oh, that's cool. Let's try to maybe do something out of it. Uh, came that, that that's where like the the experimental I guess came because we're just kind of in her, in her vision of things uh, we were pretty much just experimenting like we, we were just like all right let's make music let's have fun here's four guys that just want to make music let's see what we come up with uh, so at, at, but as it stands I would say yeah the new material is a little bit less experimental it does feel I would say that the material is like definitely um, like the material has matured a little bit I would think with the new uh, from like the previous material uh and it's not kind of bash your own material but like you know as an artist you're obviously going to try to better yourself in whatever aspect you you see that you're maybe lacking of um and it feels like definitely like in in recent time with like the new material that we've been creating that like we're, we're getting better i guess at blending all our style together or making it all work um but yeah anyway i'm kind of drifting i guess so at, at this point i would say probably a death metal or technical death metal is what i would i think classify as as yeah i listen to some of the tech metal out there and i'm like ah, i don't think we're quite that technical no exactly because yeah, we're, so we're, we're definitely not like beyond yeah. creation or like you know any of those crazy tech where it's like oh my god like those guys are like ripping through their instrument uh whatever it's like crazy blast beat or like crazy like guitar riffs that's like having like million notes in there and not necessarily all our material are, you know, really that techie, I would say. And then you touched on your new music and how things are kind of changing from your old stuff. So is there a timeline for your guys' new album? And will you be playing new music for Loud as Hell? Well, you know, since we play so little, a lot of our stuff will be new <laughs> in the sense that, uh, yeah. But yeah, we definitely have some newer stuff and essentially the, uh, like many projects out there when the pandemic hit, it's like, now it's time to write. So what we have is a, an eight CD or eight song album, pretty much ready to go as far as written and arranged. And we're just fine tuning them, getting everything tight. And every day you got a new favorite and it's, it's just pretty fun. So we do have, I think the, this festival, there'll probably be probably two or three songs that, um, are definitely newer and probably one or two for sure that we have, may have never played live before. Oh, for sure. Cause we've yeah. played some of the newer material that's not released yet for like her hack and slash. And I think even her last show before the pandemic. Um, so that's how old I guess some of those songs are by now. Um, but like, yeah, for the most part, like I think like even just in general, we're talking about it recently, like looking as to what the potential set list would be. Uh, and it does seems like there's different it's probably going to be a majority of the newer, not the majority, but like a, a decent chunk of the newer material uh, that will probably play life. And even for us now as like playing the old material or playing the new material, the fact probably that the material is a lot newer feels not more exciting, but it, I don't know that to me, it kind of like that, that wouldn't oh, be yeah, the best it's way, way more to, exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that would be like, and it's not to trash your old material more so that it just seems like, you know, it's like having a new toy where you get a lot more excited to play with it than an old toy that's been gathering dust for five years type of thing. Uh, so yeah, definitely will be a lot of newer material. Um, we, we think also that the new material is more of a heavy hitter. Uh, that's without saying that obviously some of the old songs are, um, are, are not good material by any mean, which will definitely have some of them in there. But uh, overall, I think yeah, we'll definitely be trying to aim for uh, a lot more newer material than uh, some of the previous EPs for uh, for those set lists. You know, with this many new 
eyes and ears on us. Now's the time to play the best stuff we got. Which is the newest stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I'm excited to hear the new music. I haven't heard anything since your new uh, since your two EPs. In regards to the EPs, they're they're clearly linked, obviously, by their titles, Symptoms of Annihilation, st- Stage 1 and 2. The images look as though they're part of the same picture, just more fully flushing out the scope. Is that Was that intentional, or is that just something that happened? Uh, no, that is intentional, actually. Um, and this, this kind of, uh, not, not a funny story, but like uh, there's kind of a story behind that, where uh, when we initially started creating the first EP, um, I, I I myself was like, like when, we, when it came to the, the, the physical release, I was strongly against the idea of doing a CD that would just be in a sleeve, um, like, you know, like kind of almost a demo. Um, I, I've always been kind of finicky when it comes to like that kind of stuff where like, I was just like, I don't want a CD to just go in a cheap sleeve that's going to scratch the CD and it's just going to look cheap. Um, so then at one point I actually came up with the idea, uh, which I ran by the band. Everybody seems to have liked the idea at the time was that what if we get a piece of artwork that's long enough to, uh, cover both CDs where pretty much we'll do for sure a symptoms of annihilation two at this point, but this could be kind of like what system of a down did with hypnotize and uh, mesmerize where both CDs were kind of connecting. Uh, although their artwork wasn't really meshing together as like for ours, um, if you would have both EPs in your end right now, um, the back of the EP to the front of the first EP mesh with the second front of the like pretty much the, the front of the second EP all the way to its back. Yeah, so um, one of them actually opens backwards so yeah. that you lay them on the table and it's one long Yeah, it gives, you a, it gives you a long picture of about like a foot and a half long kind of thing. Um, so for that, we had to design the CD entirely backward. And even when I designed it and I sent it to the pressing company, they actually had to give me a call where they were like, hey, buddy, you, you screwed up your entire design. I was like, no, 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 trust me. I know what I'm doing printed that way and they're like are you sure like this is the proof and after that there's no turning back i was like no no i know what i've done trust me just print it this way and they'll they'll be fine they're like okay uh yeah so both eps are essentially one big image and then we did them in stages because we really wanted to have some material ready for our very first show yeah we had to get some material out there to just at least establish our name and be like hey we are we are a band we're doing something you know now we had our ep we did not do an official EP CD one release. We just had it with us for the first show. And then we were all gung ho to uh, have a big release party for the second EP. And then COVID hit about like- that week before and shut it down. So we never officially had an EP release party for either. Yeah, because I think I think our show was set up for March 20th. And I think as of March 16 is when every like the government was pretty much okay, everything is shut down forget about everything. And like, it was four days before the release. We had like hired PR companies to help us out promoting it and everything. Yeah, like, a little road trip. Some bands <laughs> we like, uh, it was such a, it was yeah, such a bummer. Yeah. That's yeah. Definitely a, that sucks. Literally four days before your guys' show. That, yeah. Pretty brutal. much. Yeah. Like, it, and then at the, yeah. at the, at the time, you know, they were saying like, Oh, it's going to take two weeks to flatten the curve. So we're like, okay, well, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have the release on Spotify and then we'll just push back our show until, you know, things reopened up uh comes over two years later <laughs> uh and we obviously hadn't done the cd and at this point it was like okay it's getting too old where you know let's forget about the cd release clearly we missed the boat on that yeah, one we missed all the you know potential motion or... we could have did with it yeah. or whatever one thing i picked up on is that you, you said you printed it backwards and i really like that idea i don't think i've ever seen another cd set printed like that I think, like I said, I can't remember for sure. I feel like uh, System of Fedown might have printed it backward for Hypnotize Mesmerize, but I can't recall for sure. 
Um, but yeah, like if, if anything, if it's something you're interested in seeing, I'll send you a picture or even I could send you some CDs by the mail just so that you could uh, kind of see the, the, the full artwork like as like a one piece type of thing. Yeah, that would be awesome. I can definitely chat with you guys about that a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. Now, so my follow-up question to this is, is your new music adding on to Symptoms of Annihilation? Like, is it a part three of the story or is it something completely different? Um, the, the answer, like, it, it's weird because like, I guess the answer is like a yes and no. And that's something I was even talking with Alex before the uh, before during the recording here. Um, is that like initially we started the the um, the new album as a continuation of Symptoms of Annihilation. Uh, that being said, like, you know, yes, there's like a million ways that the planet could and like like pretty much meet its demise whether if it's like by all the the random topics we had uh but at this point i was like okay let's try to maybe do something that is like after so like let's say after this song then what happened um so that's initially how we started and i guess the album that we like the title that we had in mind was um the aftermath or the aftermath i think it was aftermath but just so it makes a little more sense as a story basically each of the um EP songs, each song is essentially a different way that the humanity could end in general. So each song is another symptom of being annihilated. So the aftermath would be like, hey, we're all annihilated. Now what? Yeah. Um, so that initially what it started like, and like initially that was like the name that we had, which has more became at this point, I would say almost a code name for the album. Because uh, from there, we eventually like, like I started writing the new lyrics and everything, which Kind of took a different turn than the previous two EPs. Um, the new lyrics for some of them, not all of it, but definitely some of them are a little bit more, I would say, storytelling, where it's like the sentence are longer, they're a little bit more, there's more of a narrative behind the sentence, um, which kind of creates a, a, a bigger story in the end of things. Um, and then, what was it, last year or like two years ago that we bought our artwork already for? Yeah, we, we, we had, like, we were kind of scoping around for some artists as to, okay, like, what, what potential type of artwork we wanted. Uh, there was a few artists that initially we were looking at, we were in contact with, and then at one point, um, we kind of decided to go against uh, using those artists because we're like, oh, maybe it doesn't necessarily fit our style and everything. Um, so then I was mentioning to the guys, uh, I was like, hey, there's this one guy uh, that I've really liked his artwork for years. Uh, the guy is um, from France. Um, he's, um, what's the name of his company? Headsplit Design. Um, and I was like, I really like the artwork of this guy. It's been years I follow like all his artwork and everything. I was like, what if we maybe looked into that where I feel like this could maybe potentially fit more uh, Earth style of music. Um, and as we were looking throughout his portfolio of like some of the pieces that were available or previous piece, uh, there was one piece at the time that I looked at and I, I really liked. And I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, and then I think it's the next day where Alex ended up contacting me and be like, dude, look at this piece that he's done. What do you think about this piece? And I was like, it is the exact piece I was looking at yesterday. Well, I thought it fit perfectly with us. Um, so yeah, then we're, yeah, yeah. Like right away we're like, okay, like this, I think is the piece. We brought it up to the other two guys and they were, everybody was on board. So we're like, okay, cool. I guess yeah, we're, we're Logan instantly loved it. Yeah. So. So that kind of worked out. And then uh, from there, like, so like we've been having our artwork for quite a while now, actually for the new album. Uh, but then with the new album, what started happening is like throughout creating the lyrics and everything by being like, and, like kind of being more storytelling about it and everything. Um, as much as they were kind of a following of symptoms of annihilation in a way where it started with like, like the topics where I was like, okay, those are the topics I'm going to touch base on. 
Um, surprisingly, some of the topics started having like this kind of other reoccurring topic. Like in a lot of songs, it does seems like there's almost those topics of Edward feeling trapped, feeling lost or helpless, uh, which kind of generated like, okay, well, the character in this song is Edward like filled with sadness, anger, or anguish. Uh, but there was definitely kind of a pattern that started being created. And I don't know if it was because of COVID, because of being trapped inside, or like what exactly happened. I don't think it was meant to be, um, where it kind of just started branching out this way. Um, so that's why like now at this point, I think we might be like, you know, the aftermath or aftermath would have been the code name for the album to get us started. But I think we'll have to, we'll probably be revisiting the, uh, the name of the album in the long run of things so that it matches our artwork. Cause like, it does seem like everything, like the, the lyrical topic matches the artwork and everything, but perhaps now with the, the deeper topic that are inside all those songs, uh, there might be something more to it than just aftermath or, you know, um, but yeah, so it's still kind of evolving even to this point where like we have most of our song written, I think I'm finishing song six right now on lyrics. Um, it definitely kind of evolved of its own and it was not from anybody's choosing more so that it just kind of evolved that way. Um, uh, I guess not that you guys really, you guys don't really chime in much on my lyrics where you're like, we, we do the music, you write whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. if you want to sing about pickles or cucumbers, you yeah. go for it. Like, <laughs> you you know? do, man. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it, it's really like, I don't even know if necessarily they know half of the lyrics that's on the new album or like some of like, I, they know what the songs is about, but I can I, I don't think they know even what the full extent of the lyrics are for the, the new material in a way. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is that going to be a surprise for the rest of the band then when everything's put together? Um, I don't think it will necessarily be a surprise because to be honest, from my, from a previous experience with doing symptoms of annihilation stage one and stage two, I, 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 I mean, I could be wrong, Alex, but I don't think you guys necessarily knew the extent of what the lyrics are saying word for word, every sentence or like no, you knew the topic. You have a stack of lyrics in the jam room that we can pick up any time and read. But have you? <laughs> no, maybe I will. Maybe that'll be a good moment. But, uh, you know, we're having a good time. It sounds great. It, yeah. it all seems you to know, work out seems, and like seems don't, to be working. don't worry i'm not writing about pickles or cucumber yeah. like i said so we're, we're good we're good <laughs> but i do like pickles <laughs> i guess it's safe to say that your new artwork will not be matching or like adding to the artwork that you've already created with the other two eps yeah it's completely separate whether the concepts follow or not it's i guess to be determined but the art will be a, its own its own vibe and feel Oh, for sure. Different From style. Like, I mean, yeah. the, the, the two artists that we've worked with in the past are for this artwork are clearly different style of artwork. Uh, I mean, for anybody that like have seen your EPs, uh, if you go look online at uh, the guy that we worked with for the new album, Head Split Design, you'll see right away that like he's, his style of artwork is totally different from what we've used in the past. And most of it's pretty damn good. I know he does yeah. some pretty awesome yeah. artwork. I will agree. He just had one picture that for some reason just grabbed all of us instantly. I like that you guys hadn't even talked about it before and you guys chose the exact same piece. Yeah, no, that was perfect. Yeah, that kind of worked out. Like I was like, you know, like I didn't want to push the envelope or anything because like I was the one bringing, bringing up this artist that I've been following for years that I was like, oh, maybe it'd be nice to, to get some artwork from him. Uh, and it could have been for a t-shirt or for like, you know, uh, an album. Uh, but then it seems like, yeah, right away, like we both clicked on the exact same piece where it was. Yeah, like, we had to have it. It yeah. was like, buy it tonight, yeah, get it tomorrow, we, seal the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we didn't mess around. As soon as we yeah. all saw the fire on it, we're like, all right, it's done. I'm looking at your logo here and I really enjoy it. 
who did you work with on it and did you originally plan to have the spines on either side of the logo yes and no so initially uh we worked with the same artist that the that did her um her artwork for symptoms of annihilation uh is actually uh, an old friend of ours like in indonesia where we've worked with him in the past for a lot of material me and alex actually both used to be in the same band called with malice uh and that guy had also done uh her album artwork and her t-shirt artwork um so initially we we went with him for um symptoms of annihilation but when when we first started looking into okay like this is the name we have um like we we kind of contacted him being like hey do you want to maybe like see if you can make a logo for us um and originally he did came out with one logo that i don't think we were satisfied with if i remember no it was um brainstorm was kind of one word and then i said it'd be cool if it was stacked up and then you're the one that brought up also the spine actually yeah, you're like you know like you're like saying like hey like we're talking about a brainstem so like it's really close to the spine and everything else what if we could add some spine in this design um so we pretty much like brought up the uh, all the information to the artist and then he came up with his second logo the same um, thing we loved it so yeah done we'll right there it. and then yeah. it was like okay cool we're good with that yeah. that's like it fits the idea of brainstem and has some spine which kind of relates to the brain and your you know body and, all and that i kind of like the symmetry that the spine adds to it too it definitely yeah, like it's they're, cool. they're, it's yeah, a cool a, logo fits on a drum skin or a hat or something there's definitely a good symmetry behind it and for you you must have been happy alex because i know you were like originally when we we're kind of talking about you know we we're setting up the band we we're rehearsing we had a few different people and then eventually we're like okay like this seems like a good set of people that we can all jam together um uh, and then i i'm all about like you know artwork and visual aspect of things i love looking at like artworks and all that kind of stuff uh, and i was like okay well we should like start thinking about a logo and like I almost like prematurely was like I like we should get a logo guys like we really need to you know have an like a, a something that identifies us um but we didn't even had a band name by that point I was already talking about the logo and potential artwork for it uh and Alex was actually mentioning he's like hey he's like you know like I've since I think what you were saying since high school that you every been... band I've ever been in if I had my way would have been called brainstem yeah. I finally got three guys convinced. <laughs> yeah, you brought it up, and we're like, you know what? Let's do it up. Like, the, the, you, it's something that like clearly was on your bucket list almost for like I think having I a propositioned band. you guys. Like, hey, I want to start a metal band. I want you guys to come. I want to call it Brainstem. You guys are on board. Let's jam. <laughs> but yeah, like, once we saw the logo, it actually was much easier to uh, seal that as a name. Totally, it looks really good, and then like you said earlier, there's great symmetry there, especially with the spines. It fits perfect for like hats and like you said a drum skin yeah we did have to modify like i actually modified our logo a little bit as well for well not really modified it like it's still the same logo uh but to do a banner because like when came the time to print a banner or was it like last year or two years ago the problem that we had is that our our logo is so circular where it doesn't take much space like uh, on the wide spectrum of things on a rec big rectangle banner yeah exactly yeah. and we're like okay well what do we do do we just put twice the logo where like a borderline looks foolish like i've never seen a band that had like a, a wide banner with the, the, the two logo on the same thing um so then like i started cropping um some artwork that we had from their t-shirt design which actually t-shirt design was also done by the same artist um and I, I know my way around Photoshop, so I started messing around with like cropping piece of bones and blood and kind of adding it back and forth on the logo uh, until we eventually create a banner. So now we kind of have this secondary logo for anything that needs to be wider in a way, I guess. 
Um, and like it, this has been something I think on the mock-up of uh, the new T-shirts for the new album, where like I think we use the full white yeah, logo for T-shirt front for sure. Yeah, because again, and that's another issue is even T-shirt front, it's still very circular, so like it takes a lot of space. And the the more you're trying to cover the entire middle of the T-shirt, the more your logo is spreading and becoming this huge thing where it's taking half the artwork uh, just for the logo alone. So we had to kind of come up with uh, with something that would work a little bit better for any type of wide artwork or like things that needs to have like a wide logo. You guys played with Malice or sorry, in with Malice with each other. So you guys were in that band for a few years. What was the reason that it split up and is Brainstem kind of like a resurrection? Uh, it was a, we were all together five years and uh, my brother-in-law was in the, in the band and a good friend of ours, John, but it just ran its course just as things do. And then this new project wouldn't be a resurrection. It's just happened that, uh, Jesse and I, after a bit of a break, we're like, hey, let's keep going. Let's do something completely different. Yeah, I think it mostly is what it came down to. And I mean, don't get me wrong, even as an artist, I find that like, um, you know, like while I was playing in With Malice, I was also playing in like Display of Decay, where it's nice to have a little something different once in a while, where it kind of, it doesn't feel as repetitive. And it's not to necessarily bash your old project by any means saying that it was repetitive but I, I, I to me anyway it feels nice to kind of have multiple things on the go where it's like okay you got this project that sounds like this you got this project that perhaps you're talking about this other topic that you couldn't talk in the other project um and i think it all came down that like yeah we were maybe looking for something newer not something newer but just something different in the long run um, and then, yeah, Alex one day just contacted me being like, Hey, like, you know, do you want to maybe try something new, something different and checking out what we can maybe make up with, uh, with some of our friends or some of the people that we knew or that, uh, that we knew around. And being able to change projects keeps things a little bit fresh. It keeps like you have different opportunities, different styles of music, different ways of playing and different members. So everything is just a little bit more refreshing and new i guess it is and it kind of keeps you busy like i mean don't get me wrong like back in those days when i was playing with with malice and display of decay uh i think for the beginning of at least for the beginning of the with malice and i think the beginning of display of decay um you know like i was like in my early 20s i was like a young bachelor kind of just having too much time on my hand where sometimes borderline it would come it would become almost like a, a nuisance where like i had too much time so too much time for thinking uh, and then you start overthinking any kind of thoughts that could go in your head. Um, and it just kind of kind of snowballs from there where like it, it seems like I needed to fill my time with distractions almost or with things that would keep me away from overthinking whatever stupid topic it could have been on top of my head. Um, but it definitely felt nicer to have like yeah, different projects on the go where again, I could kind of go back and forth or like one project wouldn't be as active. So then I could focus on the other project. The only downfall I could say with having two projects on the go, because then we we terminated with Malice while I was still in Display of Decay, and then we started Brainstem while I was still in Display of Decay. Um, and somehow, as much as like the two bands were running on different schedule and everything, somehow it always ended up where if there was some recording to be done, any kind of expenses, whether it was new merchandise to buy that was coming out of pocket or recording, both bands would always land at the exact same time. Uh, so for the wallet, it actually sucked for like so many <laughs> yeah. times, like where it was like, it just so happened that yeah. both bands were like, okay, let's print a CD or let's, let, let, let's make this t-shirt and things. It's like, okay, okay. Uh, but definitely finance wise, uh, it definitely kind of sucked where it just always happened to be at the exact same time. <laughs> And let's be honest, no one's playing the uh, the death metal for the money. 
No, exactly. Yeah. Like a lot of it comes out of pocket. Yeah. Like we, I, I have yet to yeah. see a day where like, you know, I'll have a meal paid by, uh, yeah. by, by yeah. one of the projects I've been in. But yeah, no. Um, that day will come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with, with Malice, like we're all good friends. And I actually started a another project with the other members for a while. We were trying to do more of an industrial kind of metal sound, trying to get a, a synth player involved. And we gave it a good go. But as you know, people are getting older and busier. It's it's not going as fast as I'd like it to, but we'll see what develops. Is it still something you're thinking about, like continuing, like trying to? Yeah, me and Ryan, we definitely and... would uh, like to keep it going. We do have some songs written. So, any uh, synth players out there that like industrial? We well, you you guys know. need a vocalist as yeah. well, or yeah. a ba- I guess at this point, a bass player too. You have a few members. Yeah, <laughs> we need everything. Hey, we got a guitar and a drummer. <laughs> you got the important part. Yeah. You got the yeah. drum. You got the guitar. Yeah. That's most of what you need for the the, the start yeah. of a new project. Got a style in mind. But... What is that project called? And do you guys have any music online? No, no. We we just have some uh, live off the floor recordings, and we never did name it. I had some uh, some names I wanted to use, but we're not quite there yet. So we'll see it soon, from what I'm hearing. Well, soon in my. <laughs> In my timeline, could be two years. <laughs> Someday. That's not Someday. that bad of a wait. COVID felt like fucking 15 years. That is yeah, true. now that it's over, it felt it like five it minutes. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah everything oh, kind yeah. of... It was, the, it was the slowest two weeks of my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything kind of blended together where there's still like times where like, you know, I'll talk to a buddy of mine and they'll be like, remember like four or five years ago when like this happened? I was like, has it really been that long? They're like, yeah, man, like it's been that long. I'm like, holy shit. It feels like it's been like two months since then, you know? Everything is just a blur where it's like those years are just fucking gone and it's like a a straight up blur. Yeah, you're right. Everything seemed kind of to meld together. Like every day of the week was pretty much the same. Nothing was going on. So it just, it was all one really long fucking day. Yeah, it's like the, the world came to a halt where just nothing was happening. It was just, every day was the same day type of thing. Yeah, it was strange. We did get to try something cool, though. When the uh, lockdowns first started, essentially when we write music, we have a whiteboard and we kind of map it out. We kind of map it out like this part, this many, this part, this riff. Every every riff gets its own name. And then the very first COVID break, we actually wrote a song without the whiteboard just sending riffs to each other. So to this day, it's the only song we've ever had that's not kind of written anywhere. We just learned it. So that was kind of neat. And then we were like, hey, let's uh, let's see how many songs we can write. And then we just essentially said, fuck it, let's jam. We're not supposed to get together, but if you're not sick, come on over. So we, we kind of kept going as much as we could. I think a lot more people did that kind of thing than they care to admit. Like, I still saw family and shit like that. There was no way I was going to stop seeing people if I wasn't sick. No, my I parents, would take yeah. certain things into consideration, but everybody in my family is healthy. So it's like, fuck it. I exactly. wanted to be around people. I wanted to be around the people I love. So it's like, no. Yeah, we did the one Christmas where we didn't get together, and then we're like, never again. Like, we're getting together, we're doing our stuff. Yeah, everyone was looking out for the best intentions, but after they started to figure out that it wasn't as big of a deal, things needed to be relaxed, and I don't know. I guess it's better to overreact than underreact in in certain circumstances. Yeah, it's certain, but even talking about COVID's annoying. It's taken enough of our time. No shit. Yeah, next! (laughs) (laughs) So Jess, I'm reading that you are in another band called Miscreation, and it's relatively new. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, that is correct. I'll be kind of brief because there's obviously a little bit of backstory that I would maybe rather not get too too crazy into. 
Um, but miscreation is actually a spawn of uh, display of decay in a way. Um, basically, to kind of keep it brief, um, with display of decay in, I think, 2018 or 2019, we did a quick tour in Ontario and Quebec. Um, things ended up being rather heated between, you know, I'd like to say some of us. Uh, but realistically, what happened is that when we finished the tour, uh, two of the band members that were really good friend of ours were pretty much quitting the band. They were like, we're done with this. We cannot move forward with this project anymore. Um, and then was left, um, like, you know, me, the bassist, the guitarist. And then at this point, both me and the bassist were also, you know what, I, I don't think I can continue this project without the other two band members being present where like too much has happened at this point where I, I, I think it's done pretty much. I think it's time for us to move forward. Uh, but the thing is, is that like me and all the other band members that uh, left Display of Decay were all still like very close friends where like on the weekend we'd like, you know, have fire party together and that kind of stuff. Um, so then eventually we were like, we were, we were all good, like we're all good friends. We we're like musician and we know that we can all work together. Um, so then we started working on a side project called Miscreation. Um, so then eventually what happened with that is that last, geez, Again, everything feels like a blur. Sometimes I'm trying to refer us to was it been has it been a year or two years? Um, At one time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back in the day, um, um, we ended up like uh, working together for like yeah, working on a new EP, which initially we we're hoping to maybe make a full length out of the out of the EP one of these days. Uh, but the drummer Avery uh, actually moved to Montreal. Uh, so it makes it a lot harder. We're now pretty much like everybody's been kind of busy. So like Jack, the guitarist in this project, uh, which was the new hire in Display of Decay back then, has now kind of been working, I believe, on a side project. But I haven't talked to the guy very often lately. Uh, so I'm not too sure where he's at with that. Then Jacob, our bassist, um, has been in a lot of projects. Like he's been uh, with Arctos for quite a while now, actually. And has, like they've been doing really well. He's been keeping busy with that. Uh, for a while, too, he was doing uh, live. Uh, he was a live session uh, musician for uh, Sorgonasia uh, as well, which is another black metal band in town. Um, and then a drummer, which is in Montreal now, obviously a little bit harder to, uh, to, to, to plan anything with or like trying to, to make any new material with. It was also doing um, some studio session for... Uh, Jeez, I'm trying to remember what the name, it was Temple or something. I can't remember for sure. I'm going to feel bad because now I feel like he's going to hear it and he's going to be like, you dick, you even remember my band? Um, <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Uh, sorry, Avery. Um, but yeah, like everybody's been kind of busy with like side project and obviously me, like, you know, with the guys of Brainstem as well, we've been kind of just focusing on that. So we did make our first EP where uh, that was also in the blitz of COVID where most of the guys surprisingly were able to well, Jacob and Jack were able to fly into Montreal uh, to record with uh, Chris from Cryptopsy. Uh, we've had a really good relationship with Chris where, like, for Display of the Decay, he's the one that recorded her album as well back in the day. Uh, and from Avery being in Montreal and actually using the studio space that Chris had at the time um, for just drum practicing, uh, it was a no-brainer that everybody was kind of on board to be like, hey, you know what, let's let's go record with Chris again. That being said, at the time, um, I wasn't able to fly down there. Um, so what came of it is like we had the potential of like, okay, well, since you can't fly out there, are we looking at potentially somebody else in town that could record your vocal? Uh, but initially, that was pretty much the only other option. 
and then I started looking into potentially like grabbing like you know some gear that would that I would be able to record at home and make my own recording. Uh, so the Miscreation EP pretty much has been recorded mostly by Chris, but all the vocals were all recorded in my basement into my uh, my blanket fort that I would like to call. Uh, which was extremely, it, it was just like, a, like, it's pretty much like I made a vocal boot out of like PVC pipes and I just put a bunch of like really thick blankets so that it would absorb the sound and there wouldn't be any sound reverberating everywhere. Uh, but yeah, all the, the vocals were recorded pretty much in my basement. And then Chris also mixed and mastered the album. Uh, so we came, well, the album, the EP. So we came out with like this EP of three songs uh, where the, uh, the songs are called chapter two, four, and six, which seems kind of a, not numbering for <laughs> for an EP, and I guess like we the the way we did it is initially we kind of went hard with the guys in Inspiration, where we really kind of sat down and we created this big storyline. Rather than doing one story per song, um, we came up with this topic or this idea. We're like, you know what? Let's write an entire universe and let's write an entire like as if you're watching a TV show almost. Let's write like all those extra information. But let's make like an eight song where one song is going to be about this. One song is going to be about this particular part of time where, um, you know, like the whatever happens, like the beast comes out of this void. And um, but pretty much song two, four, and six were more of a, a a stepping point where like they were describing the society we had created in our mind. They were describing the beast that we had created in our mind. And they were also uh, describing this kind of, um, what should we call it? Kind of like this void or this like purgatory place where this beast was from between two planes of existence. Uh, so we, we we went pretty nerdy about it. <laughs> we kind of really like went out of our way to create this big story. And then, yeah, so we're hoping to eventually maybe making like a, a full length where we could write about you know, the, the, the full big story that we had envisioned. But at the moment, again, everybody's been kind of busy with their own life, uh, doing different things. So it, I wouldn't say that the project is on hold per se, but we haven't touched much of it since the release of, uh, of the EP. Sounds like you're busy, like balancing your time everywhere. Something that I've noticed about metal musicians specifically is that they put so much care and attention into the lyrics and like building a full world in certain circumstances. Of course, some people talk about like their uh, experiences or emotions and stuff like that that's a little bit different but it just it's always so impressive to see that people fully flush out universes within like music it, it, it's weird to be honest like being a lyricist for like years now because initially when i first started um like I, I i came from montreal where like i had a band when i was a teenager and i started learning back vocal and actually i used to be a, a rhythm guitarist way before being a a vocalist and i was just a back vocalist for the longest time uh and like back then like you know we were like like I'm talking like when we were kids. So like we had this band where like all of us would be like French kids trying to like write in English. And we were like writing on like dirty pizza boxes and trying to write lyrics and like have the sentence. I'm sure if we'd look back at it now, we'd be like, oh my God, like what were we writing? Yeah. Uh, where it's just atrocious for like the, the, and like the grammar of the song. Um, but like, so like, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's interesting because even as a vocalist now, uh, and being into so many different projects that have like different topics and everything, I find it extremely challenging where there's times where, you know, I'll be writing something and I'll come back at it the next day and I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? This is messed. This, this is fucked up. Like, this doesn't make sense. I should remove that. Uh, and I don't know if it's me being too critical. I don't know if it's like every vocalist that's like that, or perhaps some vocalists out there are like right away, they're like, this is gold and they're pulling it out. Uh, but I find like, because it's been years now that we're writing the new album for, um, 
for brainstem and yet like I, I have yet to catch up to the guys where like they're in a, pretty much finishing one of the last songs for the album uh, and i'm still on song like number six which i've been on for the last few months where you know it it, it it almost made me sound it makes me sound bad in a way where it's like okay i'm, I'm really taking my sweet ass time on this um but i find i get like very critical and sometimes i'm like wait does that match the other style of lyric i was writing about or like does it really blend in or like you know i don't, I don't know maybe it's just me i think as like a, as an artist you always like probably your your biggest critic in a way where like you're you never feel like it's enough where you could always better yourself in a way uh and i think that's what i've been facing a lot in recent years is mostly like kind of wondering because um, like realistically with brainstem we had the main topic and like there was a certain way of writing lyrics which was kind of the same uh if you look at the song structure of how i was writing lyrics with brainstem or even with display of decay all right so gentlemen again sorry we seem to be having a lot of issues with this app right now that said i want to find out a little bit more about your personal taste so what kind of music do you normally gravitate towards and who is currently on your heavy rotation Oh, I like Ramstein a lot. I, I listen to them nonstop. I actually flew by myself to see them at Los Angeles last summer. And uh, like Gojira, Tool, Sepultura. I like a lot of the classics. Yeah, I like a little bit more, I guess, I, I wouldn't say old fashioned, but you, you grew up with different style of music than yeah. I grew up with, meaning that like, you know, I was born in the 90s and like uh, I don't even know your 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 date like your your date of birth there, um, but I know you're you're older by a decent chunk for yeah. sure. Where clearly both of us have like different style of uh, like we like different style of music, and that's not to say I don't like Rammstein. Like I grew up listening to actually a lot of the more new metal. Like I, I grew up in the new metal era where like you know like Slipknot for me and Mudvayne, all those kind of bands were like very influential to me. And uh, like when the rap and metal were starting to kind of mix together. Uh, but as time went, I definitely, like, as, as I grew up, probably because I was, like, you know, in my teenage years and being all angsty and all angry for no reason, as every young kid is, uh, I started listening to a lot heavier music, like Cannibal Corpse, Job for a Cowboy, uh, anything that was really heavy or, like, quick. Mostly, um, I, as I started growing older and becoming more of a, a vocalist, as, like, you know, like I was saying in the past, like, I used to be more of just a rhythm guitarist. Um, I started looking for things that I personally would like to do a lot more, which came to a lot of quick vocals, uh, or any, any of the quick riffage that like would bring quick vocals like now. And like re in recent years, I would say like my two personal favorite are by far the new material of Cryptopsy for like book of suffering, uh, tome one and two were probably some of my favorite EPs of all time. Same as this new band that started emerging in, I think, 2018 or 2019, even though they've been around for a very long time, uh, was Vitriol, where to me, it felt like it was just pure, uh, almost pure hatred, like where it's just like, it's so violent from the first note to the last note, uh, there's nothing but violence uh, when it comes to, you know, how quick the material is or how the material feel altogether. Yeah, as far as the new quick stuff, you gotta love the new Archspire stuff, all the Archspire. Oh, yeah. Just just blows me away. I've seen them so many times and it's like, how the fuck do they do that? I know my <laughs> limits. I'll never do that. Those guys are the shit. And then Cattle Decapitation, they also, some of those newer, crazier bands, just, it's, some of it feels inhuman, but you see it happen and then you're like, man, you guys are fucking great. Yeah, yeah. 
they're wild and definitely like just like like everything like the drum is so rapid uh same for the vocal of ollie actually ollie is kind of a definitely an inspiration when it comes to quick vocal um like you know for like the, the stuff that he's able to spit out in a matter of like seconds is insane um and even in the new material actually of uh, brainstem that we're working on that's something that like I'm always, I always thought that I was like fairly decent at like being, you know, trying to be quick. Um, and I don't think I've exploited that enough in the old material of Brainstem. So clearly in the new material, there's a lot more rapid part where you'll have like 50 syllable in a matter of like five seconds almost or 10 seconds, where it's just like a lot of it happens very quickly. Uh, but yeah, those guys are definitely quite an inspiration when you look at like just the technicality, the, the, the sheer technicality of the material while still also sounding very melodic and beautiful in a way where it's yeah like, it's, like, it, it's not just it's a bunch groovy of groovy at the same time yeah exactly like, song gets stuck in your head and you're like it's not just a bunch of notes or like and I'm, I'm not trying to trash on any other like type of death metal where like it's it's a little bit more the intensity is just all over the place but those guys are like like everything is so melodic and so beautifully put together it's actually quite amazing Unfortunately, we experienced technical difficulties during the recording, so you will not hear any more of my responses or questions for the remainder of the episode. But Alex and Jess have said thankfully rendered without issue, and I apologize that the rest of this episode may be confusing. I want to give a huge shout out to both Jess and Alex for joining me today and plugging through with as many problems as we experienced. Thank you again. Yeah, you can hum to it and it's going a thousand miles an hour. I do yeah. find that like in the and you know maybe it's just me, but like in the early 2010 where there was starting to be a lot of like tech death metal band emerging. Uh, Sir, like pretty much like the, 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 there, was, there was a huge surge of like tech death metal band out there and a lot of them like kind of you know you could listen to them and you're like oh this guy sounds like this guy uh but arc spire was not one of those bands where like you listen to it and you're like no i don't think there's any I, I, in, in as far as i'm aware anyway i don't think there's any other band that are kind of like you know matching and that's not to say there's not other bands out there that are fantastic like beyond creation uh from montreal and it's fantastic first fragment again from i believe montreal as well so fantastic yeah there's a lot of new tech death metal band that are now like definitely are quite amazing like for, for for what they do like you know you look at some of the other bands like and like brain drill as an example where it's very technical but i can't say that i would ever be able to remember a song um by heart just because obviously there's like a million notes that happen so quickly and you don't really get that beautiful melodic like sound in your head that gets stuck in there you know yeah correct so like initially because the like for the longest time all i knew about it was i think their other ep um i'm trying to remember the name i think pain will define their debt or something like that um and then they came out with their full-length album but then eventually over the years they, en they uh, ended up releasing the antichrist ep on uh, spotify and like kind of making physical copies vinyl and everything uh, but i guess like that was some old material that i i personally wasn't even aware of until recent years when they kind of re-released it um as to like that, that that they had like old material because all those guys if you look into their um if you look into their personal life, like, I mean, obviously they've all been in some different bands, but they used to be in a band together that was quite different from Vitriol. Um, I know I, I'm pretty sure I had pulled it up on Metal Archive and like a lot of them, yeah, used to be in a band that was totally different until they kind of all, I, I don't know if they all quit or if it would, they, they used to be with another band member that maybe something happened, uh, but they eventually rebranded as Vitriol and that's where like the sound totally changed. They did actually for um, I know for sure from the e the 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 one EP like not the uh, Antichrist EP but the other EP if you compare the sound quality there's definitely 
you can notice a few different uh, few different things from the full album to the regular EPs. I think the the EP they initially self released, um, and then for a while they just kept posting videos of them playing uh, of themselves like playing online, and like it looked like the material was insane. Like you looked at like the the guitarists and the basses playing this together, and you're like, holy fuck, uh, this is just like crazy. Um, and then I think they got picked up by. Um, if I'm correct, Century Media. I think it's Century Media that kind of picked them up and like they re-recorded everything from the old EP. Well, the the second EP and the new material. Um, everything was being recorded under the eye of Century Media rather than just them self-releasing. And um, I don't know how they were recording per se, but there's there's definitely a difference. Like they had like their uh, second EP and the album on Spotify, and if you put the them side by side, you can definitely notice a few a few different things. Uh, like the riffs are still the same, but the few few parts where the solos doesn't have the same effect on or like the same reverb type of thing. I was just going to say, you guys touched on vinyl. I don't think there's a genre more content with vinyl than metal. Just how every album is such a package with the art, the sound, the lyrics, like a good metal album is not just some songs on your iPad. It's like a whole package, like a, like a work of art in every single way. So I don't have vinyl. I don't have a vinyl player, but I see them. I'm like, man, I want to buy that vinyl, even though I'm not going to play it. <laughs> it but, becomes it becomes a very expensive yeah. hobby now, like mostly with like how uh, how huge they've become within the last decade. And it's not that they weren't around, but like the resurgence of vinyl within the last decade, you can start seeing that the suppliers are starting to hike up their price. Like I've been working in the record industry for like almost like a decade and a half now with HMV and Sunrise Records. Um, and you can clearly see that like the, the prices are starting to hike up a lot. Like they, they're clearly capitalizing on, okay, now it's popular. Let's bank as much money as we can. Uh, when it comes to like the big distributor, I'm talking about like, you know, Sony, Universal, Warner, um, that kind of stuff, um, which is kind of unfortunate because then at the end, it's going to make it a little bit less available or like even like some of the shipping costs. Like we have such outrageous shipping costs in Canada that some of it becomes like extremely expensive to get something shipped over, whether if it's from like the States or even within Canada. Um, there's times where me and one of my buddy, we'll order the same album from Germany uh, because we want the special splatter edition and it'll be like $80 a piece, like, you know, just for getting it here. Um, but I, I do agree that like, it's a beautiful work of art. Like same for CDs. Like I've always liked to look at CDs. That's why I have like a bunch of CDs, bunch of vinyl. I mean, hell, most of my breaks at HMV back in the day, I would like spend on the floor looking at her metal section and be like, oh, this looks cool. I'll check it out later. Back when you'd buy an album because it looked good. Yeah. You didn't get to listen to it on the uh, the internet. <laughs> you'd literally be like, hey, this album looks amazing. Yeah. This looks very gory. I might like it, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, thanks for thing. having us we've all been <laughs> obviously dealing with this issue there that we weren't expecting yeah. uh, but no like thanks for having us on your podcast yeah, like you. it's been uh, it's been great talking with you actually thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time on gyro nation metal please don't forget to like share and subscribe the podcast can be found on twitter instagram and facebook if you would like to support this podcast please consider checking out my patreon thank you